Tom Bernard show with Andy Ram Bernard, Cassie Schrader. I think uh, L.A. Nick's going to be back in two weeks. I think he comes back in October. And I don't know where Catherine is. He's been gone like a month. He'll be gone been, a month. Yeah, a month. Yep, exactly. I thought Catherine, uh, Catherine was gone by the time I got off the show this morning, and I thought she was going to be here. Uh, but she's not yet. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Is this the hip-hop version? Run DMC, Run DMC, the worst of all time. Oh, I love Run DMC. They ruined this song. I thought, actually... I told me how to walk this way. I thought it was actually brilliant, honestly. You're a disaster. Let me just point out, Cassie (laughs) is a disaster. I'm just pointing that out today. Well, I thought thought it was brilliant for its time. You know, with hip-hop coming on the rise... Yeah. At that time, um, everything was so hairband, you know, it yeah, was hairband. Yeah, the hairbands I didn't care for. I like that old school hip hop. It wasn't like it what it is today. Like Sugar Hill Gang? Yeah, you know, you had uh, Grandmaster Flash, you had Run DMC, you, I, and it was. It was social for for its time for, for the social problems that inner cities were having. I thought it put a positive spin back then what mm-hmm. they you know rapped about or whatever it's not like what it is now right where it's all you know bitches and hoes <laughs> yeah. um, i still don't understand how it how that's uh, you don't want to again uh she was just 17 you know what i mean you don't want that that needs to be wiped out but bitches and hoes on uh on uh in rap music that's fine yeah I, H- how I, is that it's fine? so demeaning towards women it absolutely and, and they is. wonder why they have the social issues they have. And, I know. But, you know, I, I don't know. I The old school hip-hop is... Um, they, they would talk about social issues and injustices that they had in the inner city, but mm-hmm. it, not in um, a negative way. I think it turned negative when NWA came out. Yeah, that's well, that's true, NWA. That's when it started taking that negative turn. Wasn't it... Doesn't it stand for... Negative with attitude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to Some... say what it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. No. No, you are not. It's absolutely... Actually, we had uh, Ice Cube on the KQ Morning Show many years ago. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the people on the show, not me, mm-hmm. asked him if the big N with attitude is ever <laughs> going to get back together again. And he was like, oh, really? That's how we're going to go today? That's yeah. how we're going to... Like, don't say that. Don't be dropping the big N. You yeah. know what I'm saying. I mean, I understand how they came about, like, why they yeah. rapped and did whatever they did. Right. Because L.A. was <clears throat> horrible. And it still has its issues. Well, I thought it was just to make money. Well. No, I, well, probably <laughs> both. Goes, well. I think probably he made both. a bit of money. Well, oh, yeah. they made a lot of money. I, I love, like Ice Cube, though. Ice I do, Cube's too. A nice guy. I do, too. I, He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, $160 million, so yeah. Yeah, $160 million, that's pretty good. I think maybe it was primarily about the money, but... I think he's set for life. Mm, yes, His I think he's His son looks go. just like him. He, Does he, he really? Was, well, he played Ice Cube in that movie. Oh, that's um, right. Oh, yeah. Straight right. Out of Compton. Straight Out of Compton. And yep. it was uncanny. It was like watching a young... Oh, wow, yeah. Doesn't he? That's Ice Cube. Yep. Yeah, and so then that's his son. It was pretty he, brilliant that he got to play his own dad in yeah, the movie. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, his son is just thinner looking, yeah. and probably is thinner. So, Andy, you could not play your dad, and I could not have played my dad. No, there's no way. My dad was five seven and weighed about 130 pounds. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you could play my dad. <laughs> there I you can. go. He didn't have a mustache or beard or anything, so that'd be good. <laughs> Yeah, you just have to be psychotic. That's so you're telling thing. me I have to shave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're going to have to shave, Cassie, because he didn't have any facial hair. <laughs> like somebody we know. Um, I need the help of listeners to this show. Catherine and I like to go out of town once in a while for the weekend, like leave on Friday, come back Sunday morning. Um, and we go to places like the St. James and Red Wing, which we love, the Lowell Inn in Stillwater, which we love, Fitgers up in Duluth, which we love. Um, there are no rooms available. I don't know what's going on in the state of Minnesota. But I need to hear about, if you could tip me off to historic hotels like the St. James or Lowell Inn or Fitgers, uh, anywhere else in the state. Like we were talking about Mankato. Do they They must have one, I Yeah, because it's, it's got his... It's historical parts in it, so I'm assuming they have one. Is there one in Hutchinson, Minnesota? Somebody told me there's a, an historical hotel in Hutchinson. I, I'm sure there is. I would think so. i got to track this stuff down because we were just thinking about getting away for the weekend because, you know, um, a lot of stuff has been settled. And a lot of, I've been working like my ass off on this other stuff, and it's been very taxing mentally, but it's kind of reached whatever it reached, and that's cool. Um, but in any case, uh, we just, I'm going to ask Catherine. I haven't even asked her yet. I don't know. I have no idea where she even is. <laughs> I have no idea where Catherine is. She's, she's probably already at a hotel somewhere. See, this is two days ago. She threatened to stab me. And now today she just disappears. What she's the hell at is the that spa, I bet. I would think you're probably right. Oh, it's cold. I think I'll go to the spa. <laughs> yes, dear. But anyway, I, I want to get away for the weekend. So if anybody has a suggestion, in like a Mankato or Hutchinson or Wilmer or any of those areas, we just want to get away to a, a nice historical. We like we love staying at historic hotels, like I said, like the Lowell Inn or, or St. James. Um, just hang out, do some do some hiking, and have a little dinner at the hotel, and come back Sunday morning. But man. I'm, a lot of places in Minnesota are booked, and I understand it's a last-minute deal. So, Well, and also, too, it's, I mean, people are probably starting to do those fall weekend yeah, getaways. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So that, your probably best bet is to look into a bed and breakfast. Yeah, maybe. Western Wisconsin wouldn't be bad either. No. There's got to be something over in Western <laughs> Wisconsin you, be cool. I bet you you can find something along. They, they have historical hotels and bed and breakfasts along the river. Yeah, they do. So oh, you, yeah. maybe even check, um, uh, God, uh, why can't I think of the town? It's right across the river. Um, I keep wanting to say Hastings, but that's not Oh, there. Hudson. Hudson. Yeah, Hudson. Or uh, Prescott. I think they have Prescott, some. Wisconsin. Yeah, they probably do, too. That'd be good. Uh, Smartass, just uh, one of our listeners just uh, sent me a, a text that said, St. Cloud Reformatory. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Let's go up there. Let me drag Catherine into a men's prison. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work out really well. Anyway, we'll find something. I'm hoping Catherine gets here sometime this month, but maybe, I don't know what she's doing. A scoople, a scoople, good. A school superintendent in Texas who wrote online that football fans can't count on a black quarterback. 
It's 2018. Why would you, as a school superintendent anywhere, write online that fans can't count on a black quarterback? Is that actually what he said, though? Yeah, it is. It's a quote. A black Mm. quarterback? And he said he totally regrets the racist remark. (laughs) Really? I didn't realize you'd regret that. I would hope you would regret it. Lynn Redden, superintendent of the Onalaska Independent School District, said Monday that he wishes he had never made the comment, which came in regards to Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. Uh, Yeah, you ever heard of uh, the quarterback out there in Seattle? He's pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. He's black, and he's a quarterback, and he's one big, so, God, maybe you don't know what the hell you're talking about. No. What's wrong with you? He's not looking at ratios. No. Yeah, maybe you have a couple African-American quarterbacks that may not be good, but there's not a ton of them, so, yeah, maybe it looks like. Yeah, to him it looks like that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and again, if you saw if you saw that guy that used to be a quarterback for the Vikings, you'd think they all suck. <laughs> yeah. That guy was a barn burner between the twenties, but once he got in the red zone, he had nothing. Yeah, what was it? They went fifteen and one with him at quarterback too, and then just fell apart in the playoffs. What was his name again? He hated my guts. Culpepper. Culpepper. Yeah. Dante Culpepper. I was going to go. say Cunningham, but no, it was Culpepper. Randall Cunningham. Yeah, he did a good. Or was he the quarterback with when we went fifteen and one? Maybe it was Randall Cunningham that was the quarterback. I can't remember. Randall. He wasn't he the quarterback in '98 when we went. And That's we what I'm thinking. Yeah, we went 15 yeah, that was that Cunningham. Year, right? uh, so that was Culpepper. The... We did have a good season with Culpepper. Yeah, we did. Yeah. He, Culpepper reminds me a lot of Cam Newton, the way he quarterbacked. Yeah, I could see that. And he was a big guy too. And they've both been dismal failures. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they either have a really great game or they completely bomb. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I, I've made the statement before, and I totally regret saying that uh, white people make horrible sprinters. But that's just me. <laughs> you know, I, I regret uh, saying it. We don't have that extra bone in our foot. Or <laughs> <laughs> that used to be the, what Cassie's talking about for younger people. There used to be a claim that great athletes of other races, not your race, but other races, great athletes had an extra bone in their foot. <laughs> Why would that make any difference? I don't know. I, he can run really fast because he's got that extra bone in his foot. What? Where'd you come up with that one? Anyway, Redden raised eyebrows Monday when he left the remark in the Facebook comment section of a cron.com article uh, about the Texans' 20-17 to loss to the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. That may have been the most inept quarterback decision I've seen in the NFL. When you need precision decision-making, you can't count on a black quarterback. That's the whole quote. I'll read that again for you because this is 2018, so you're not going to see much more of this anymore. But that may have been the most inept quarterback decision I've seen in the NFL. When you need precision decision-making, you can't count on a black quarterback. Yeah, that's brilliant. He wrote, referring to Watson holding the ball for a lengthy amount of time as the clock continued to tick and time eventually expired. Redden told Cron.com that he thought he was responding to a private message from a friend and did not know his comment had been posted publicly. Yeah, that's a good excuse for saying what you said. Oh, I thought I could just hide it from the public that I was racist. Yeah. What? No. Uh, He said he deleted it as soon as he realized it was out on the Internet for the world to see and wishes it had never been posted. I totally regret it. He told the outlet, adding that he did not intend for the comment to come across as racist, but understands how it may have been seen that way. May. Yes, may have been seen that black quarterbacks suck. Yeah, that might be looked at as negative by some people. Over the history of the NFL, black quarterbacks have had limited success, he said. Russell Wilson, of course, became the second black quarterback to lead his team to a Super Bowl. Doug Williams, of course, did it in 1988 and then wrote a book. What was Doug Williams' book's name? 1988. 1988, he won the uh, the Super Bowl with the Washington Redskins. What was the name of his uh, life story that he published after that? I don't know. Come on. You want to hear it? Mm-hmm. Quarter Black. Oh. <laughs> ah! Doug Williams' book, Quarter Black. Is he actually a quarter black? No, he's fully black. Oh. But he plays Well, then it would have been a double pun. Yes, yes, right. It's a double pun because he's he's not a quarter black, but he's a quarter black when you're talking about quarterback. 
And so, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. We have football puns all the time. Oh yeah. Oh I tell absolutely. The, I tell my son who he sometimes well he plays corner on defense or defensive end. He's fast, huh? Yeah, he's real fast. Yeah. And I tell him all the time. I'm like, you're hungry, right? He's like, yeah. I said, you're hungry for that quarterback, right? I said, you want a quarterback with cheese, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and it pumps him up. It works. Oh yeah, it does. That stuff does work. There's yeah. no doubt about that. A recent study by the Institute for Diversity and Ethics in Sports, or TIDES, ah, <laughs> uh, TIDES, uh, at the University of Central Florida also found that the number of black quarterbacks in the NFL increased just 1% from 18% to 19% over a 14-year span. Redden has said he has not faced any consequences for the comment. As of Monday, his school district, located just 100 miles north of Houston, serves 1,130 students and employs 175 staffers, so... This'll pro- he'll probably get the skate on this because it's Texas. Mm-hmm. If you said something like that in Minnesota, you'd be fired immediately. Yeah. No doubt about it. Because Minnesotans, just out of nowhere, are now experts on all ethnicities, all races, all uh, orientations, all... They're, they're, Minnesotans are experts on everything now. I don't know when yeah. that happened, but we're experts at everything, and we know more than anybody else about anything. Makes yeah. no sense to me. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why. Why don't we just all shut up and try to get along? That'd be good. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell Philip that tomorrow on the KQ Morning Show. I'm going to say, you know, you just can't count on black sidekicks on a radio. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say, Philip. I, uh. you know, I, I don't know where I got that info, but it, it's out there. So, yeah, let's not make statements like you can't count on black people or people of any other color or gender or orientation. That'd be nice. Yeah, I just don't understand. It, it, your race has nothing to do with your no. sports performance. Unless you're good. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it, you know, just because somebody's, it just doesn't, I don't understand, lo- I'm, I'm such a logical thinker and I don't yeah. understand when people have that inept just, weird thinking it's like yeah. it doesn't even make yep. sense and you just want to slap people like that and just say stop talking yep i understand that completely ladies and gentlemen uh i'm gonna hold this next story for for the next segment because this guy i have enjoyed his acting for many years then i talked to him one of the biggest pains in the ass i have ever talked to in my entire life mandy patinkin no Oh, he's a huge pain in the well, ass. Well, he's very political. Oh, he's really political. Yeah. yeah he's way over the top political. But uh, something happened at the Emmys, and uh, I haven't read the story yet. I don't know what it's about, but Mandy Patinkin apparently is pissed off again. Oh, jeez. So we'll find out why Mandy is mad. Oh, Mandy. <laughs> we'll be right back. A couple of minutes. No Catherine yet. Typical. Be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, who's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company called XCheck. Tom, it's a payment app we developed. We wanted a simple application that was safe and secure, easy to use, and a way in which you could pay the kid who cuts your grass, shovels your snow, way you could split a dinner check without having to exchange cash, without having to write a check. The app processes the payment, puts it right into the receiver's account literally the same day. It's free to our customers. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. This is Tom Why Not Bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about XCheck. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Mike is a disaster. Now, wait a minute. You better cut out that. <laughs> Tommy. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, 
Attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Tom Bernard Show. Sans Catherine. Nobody knows where she is, so I'm sure she's probably under some facial towel at some spa or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just stabbed us right in the back. The Tom Bernard Show, Sans Catherine, typical. While it may have been TV's biggest night, that does not mean all of the magic moments from the 2018 Emmy Awards were seen on TV. I suppose not. Between reactions to the big moments for the winners, most notably Glenn Weiss' amazing surprise proposal, to the friendly meetups between A-listers during commercial breaks, people caught all the behind-the-scenes action. Here are the moments you didn't see at home. On the red carpet, there were hugs all around, especially when co-stars of some of the hottest shows, Insecure's Yvonne Orji and Issa Rae had a sequel or had a squeal fest, excuse me, when they ran into each other. I'd never seen squeal fest before. Uh, and this is us stars Mandy Moore and Milo Ventimiglia gave sweet embraces to the child actors of their hit NBC series, including Logan Schroyer, who plays teenager Kevin Pearson, and Mackenzie Hanzizak. Hanzizak? Probably Hanzizak, who plays young Kate Pearson. Uh, meanwhile, the red carpet served as a reminder that celebrities also fangirl some of their favorite stars. Ice skating legend Christy Yamaguchi was spotted tapping Killing Eve star Sandra O's shoulder and told her what a huge fan she is. Are you kidding me? I love you. Oh, uh, said in response, giving Yamaguchi the biggest hug. Uh, Monday's awards doubled as a date night. From I don't want to hear about the date. I thought this was going to be some interesting news. See, I don't pre-read stories ever because I don't think you can have a real reaction if you've already read the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't really want to hear about the date ones. I thought, where's the, where's the Mandy Patinkin one? Because he he apparently was pissed off about something. I don't know what it is. Oh, th- see, this was nice. Another moment that won over the crowd was Betty White's surprise stage appearance and special moment. But hands down, the best highlight was director and producer. Well, yeah, that, the proposal. We know all about that proposal. Rasputin to his girlfriend or whatever. Uh, oh, here's R- Mandy Patinkin. Homeland actor Mandy Patinkin was visibly furious that ushers wouldn't let him go to his seat in the middle of the show, despite the fact that many others were. Refusing to accept no for an answer, the star jumped under the barricade and ran down to his seat while an usher tried to stop him. Why, why would you try to stop him? I don't really understand that. Why, why can't he just go down to his seat? Do you get know. that? No. I, mean, I don't really understand that at all, why you wouldn't just let him go to his seat. What do you care? Um... And not this stuff is not really interesting. It's all about you know fandom and all that stuff. I, I thought it'd be more interesting than it was. But Mandy Patinkin once again, he's always furious. I don't know why he is, but Mandy Patinkin is always furious about something. Mm-hmm. What the hell, Mandy? Calm down. Hell of an actor. Really, really good actor. But my God, he just he really has trouble dealing with oh the human race. <laughs> you know he's got a really he's got a big problem with that. But uh, what are you going to do? Such is life. Uh, I don't, you know, this whole Trump thing with Jeff Sessions. I don't have an attorney general. Would, would you two kids calm down and shut up? I don't know what to tell you. What can I, ooh, Johnny Galecki from uh, Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. has a new girlfriend. Oh, does he? Galecki's 43. The new girlfriend is 21. Naturally. Oh. What's that all about, Johnny? I didn't know he was that sleazy. Uh, well, you know, those two kids might have just fallen in love. She's about <laughs> a foot taller than he is, by the way. Yeah, she is. She's she's, she's like a foot taller than he is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny Galecki is the only member of the Big Bang Theory cast who's never been on the KQ Morning Show. All the rest of them. Jim, uh, Jim Parson used to come on all the time. Yeah. He's come on all the time, but and Johnny's not. And what's her face? Uh, the blonde on there. What's her name? Uh, Penny. Penny. Yeah. Who plays Penny Ke- again? Isn't it Kelly Cuoco? Yeah, Kelly Cuoco. Yeah. yeah. She was an amazing pain in the ass too. 
I'm not surprised. She's rather fond of herself, I will tell you that. Well, she was cast because she looks the type, and if you look the type, you usually are the type. I suppose that's true. Johnny Galecki has a new leading lady. The Big Bang Theory star shared a photo with his new girlfriend, Elena Meyer, on Instagram on Monday, September 17th. The image shows Galecki, 43, staring lovingly into the 21-year-old's eyes while they wear similar black coats. Last night was wonderful. He captioned the post, thank you, hashtag Jeffrey Katzenberg. So apparently he introduced those two kids. Yeah, they are staring in each other's eyes. But in this picture, she's the same height he is. So in other Uh words... She was standing in a pothole or something. She's like a foot taller than he is. But God bless him, you know. Good. Well, she is wearing heels, though. Yeah. I think without the heels, they'd be about the same height. You think? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I like related slideshow. Celebrity couples with surprisingly big age differences. That's, well, Catherine and I are eight and a half years apart. That's, diff- that's not quite 22. It's not quite 22 years. That's true. You're absolutely right about that. Although I was 29 when I met Catherine, and she was 21. So I wasn't robbing any cradles or anything, but she was a lot younger than me. Well, D- well, Dave and I were 14 years apart. Yeah, 14, there you go. But, you know, I figured I'm I'm a woman. I have kids. I've experienced a lot of things in life. I don't look right. at my... I don't see the age difference at all. And he's young at heart. He acts like he's my age, so... Yeah, that's true. You mean he's immature? No, no, he just... Yes, that was, that's I, what you just said. No, I remember when I was a kid looking at adults, like when they were 50 and 60. Right. And they seemed so old. Yeah, I understand what Isn't you're that, you know what I mean? And I know it's exactly like I look at saying. Dave and I'm like, he doesn't seem 50 to me at all. Right, right. So. Absolutely. Uh, no doubt about it. Shows like The Sopranos and The Wire paved the way for the entertainment era we're currently enjoying. Yes, now is the time of peak TV with so much content out there. It's hard to know if it's in... Uh, it, were you guys shocked at all? And you might not even know this. I think we talked about it briefly. But one broadcast television show got an Emmy, and that was Saturday Night Live, which happened to be hosted by two guys from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. What a mm-hmm. coincidence that yeah, was. Yeah, no kidding. The only broadcast television show that won an Emmy. That is amazing to me. Uh, there was Amazon, there was uh, Hulu, there was Netflix. There were a lot of different ones were represented, but one TV show from what used to be broadcast television. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with so much content out there, it's hard to know if it's the, if, uh, there's an end in sight. Revel in it while it lasts. Here are the era's best series ranked from definitely check it out to if you haven't seen it, stop what you're doing and start watching immediately. I never did figure out on here how you're supposed to get into these uh, these stories. Well, it oh, doesn't you know matter what? because Amy is on the phone. Uh-oh. And Somebody Mom has just, just showed, showed up. up. What a, look, she's only a half an hour late, ladies and gentlemen. Turtle Dove. I'm trying to find us a hotel to check into this weekend. I'm looking, too. <laughs> Cassie's looking. I don't know. I just thought it would be nice to get away this weekend. and kind of. You are aware the... that you have a thing on Saturday, right? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I got to go to that thing. You forgot? <laughs> Just for- go to oh a hotel? That- I forgot about the Hall in, of in Fame. In one day. We got Jude. You got the Hall of Fame. There's yeah. stuff going on. Two days. It would be you know, leave Friday after the show and then come back Sunday morning. But I guess you're right. I can't do yeah, that. Can't you do can that do that it next weekend. weekend. Yeah, Maybe next, next weekend. weekend. You know, let's, let's track it down next weekend. That would be good. Or if we just not go. What, not, what do you mean just not go? Just all stay home. Yeah, there you go. Well, just be mom and me anyway. So what's going on? Amy's with us. Amy Medling, founder of PCOS Diva, Healing PCOS. Amy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's a pleasure. Healing PCOS, a 21-day plan for reclaiming your health and life with polycystic ovary syndromes. What is... Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. PCOS. What, what is that, Amy? So PCOS, or polycystic ovary syndrome, Mm -hmm. it is one of the most common endocrine system disorders found in women, and it's also the leading cause of female infertility. Really? And yes, and it affects up to one in five women worldwide. Really? Wow. Is that the one where I, I believe I have a relative that has this, and she's got a real battle with her weight? Does that cause that? Wait. Weight gain um, and insulin resistance is one of the symptoms of PCOS. Uh, And PCOS is also um, 
driven by elevated androgens or male hormones like testosterone. So those um, elevated androgens can cause symptoms like hair growth or hirsutism, kind of hair where you don't want it, Mm. and hair loss um, and acne. Um, and it just leads to the, the hormonal dysregulation that, that um, can lead to infertility in ovulatory cycles, irregular menstrual cycles, yeah. Do they have any reason why this happens or any clue why this happens? So PCOS is really a complex disorder, and there is a belief that there's a genetic component to PCOS. I know um, I'm a woman with PCOS and my mom has it and I venture to say both my grandmothers had it as well. So there certainly is a genetic component for some women. You know, Amy, I got to point out to you that picture you have in your book, you got kind of a devilish look on your face. What's that all about, Amy? Oh gosh, I don't know about that. I'm looking at the picture and you're like, Devilish. Yeah. She kept just looking at her eye like, don't, don't mess with me. Wow. You do. You have that, don't mess with me. I'm a tough woman. That's a good thing. I like it though. A 21 day plan. Tell us about the 21 day plan. So I really believe that lifestyle therapy, lifestyle modifications um, should be sort of the first line of defense against PCOS symptoms. And so my 21-day plan takes into account changing your diet so that you are eating lots of anti-inflammatory foods to help with one of the other root factors of PCOS, which is inflammation. I also really encourage women to start moving um, and uh, exercising and, and helping their body with exercise and building muscle to help with insulin resistance and help with their blood glucose regulation and stress reduction. Also, the plan takes into account how important sleep is for women with PCOS and also mindset is a really important part. So my 21-day plan takes into account all of those lifestyle factors. Is there anything that you can just do? You can't just pop a pill and get rid of this? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, for so long, I was hoping for the the magic pill. Mm -hmm. And doctors do prescribe the birth control pill to alleviate some of the symptoms of PCOS. But the birth control pill actually um, can, there's lots of risk factors and can cause, um, aggravate things like insulin resistance, which is a root cause of PCOS. It can cause nutrient deficiencies. Women with PCOS are two times the risk of blood clots um, while taking the pill. And then also the diabetic drug metformin is used off-label to help women with PCOS, but there's issues with metformin as well. It can cause a lot of GI distress uh, as well as severely uh, deplete the nutrient B12, which then can cause a whole host of problems. So there really isn't a magic pill. And what I try to encourage women is to realize that they are the magic pill. And by the the choices that they make, what they put into their body, how they move their body, the way they think about themselves, um, how they manage stress, that really is, is the magic pill and will help them manage their symptoms and begin the healing process. I, I have a quick question for you. My stepdaughter, who is 11 years old, she is a type 1 diabetic. Now, does that mm-hmm. increase her chances of getting a condition like this because she already has some of the factors in play in um, you know being a child and now as she is going to go through puberty and grow into a woman, does stuff like that or other conditions like that increase young girls' chances of developing this once they become uh, a young adult woman? Mm. So type, t- type 1 diabetes is not the, the type of diabetes that okay. uh, is related to PCOS. It's type 2 diabetes. Okay. Um, I know that there is some thought that type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune condition um, and that you know once you have some autoimmune condition, it increases your risk for others. But uh, I, I have not seen any research that connects type 1 diabetes with PCOS. Okay. 
Magnificent. Um, Amy, I have to take a very quick break. Can you stay with us uh, till after the break? Yeah, One. absolutely. Amy Medling, M-E-D-L-I-N-G, Healing PCOS, a 21-day plan for reclaiming your health and life with polycystic ovary, ovary uh, syndrome. We'll be right back more with Amy right after this. Tom Bernard Show. John, I just got another complaint about our delivery service. Oh, not again. Yep, we have to do something about our courier service. You know, they're a reflection of us. What happened now? Well, you know that one driver that has the dog that rides with him? Uh Uh-huh. Well, when he got out of his truck to deliver our package, his dog got out and delivered, well, uh, his own package, if you know what I mean. That's it. I want you to call... Priority Courier Experts, because, you know, they've got more than 500 drivers. And tell them we need... A professional, reliable courier service. And make sure they have internet order entry and real-time tracking you know i had priority courier experts account rep in here about a month ago and who knows how many accounts we could have serviced better if we had just signed up and started using the twin cities largest most reliable on-call courier service what's that number because the next package is going with priority courier experts already dialing 651-748-4477 priority courier experts can we help you can you ever priority courier experts every time you call us we deliver Tony Price from the Gold Star Ride Foundation here. I wanted to share a story from the road. Since you already know about Gold Star families being those left behind when somebody's killed in the military, and you already know those people died for your freedom. So I woke up in a cheap motel somewhere in the mountains, and I shared stories with the manager. As I was leaving, a maid who had been listening, and her name is Shorty, ran out to ask me if she could donate. I said yes, and I tried to donate $30 with a credit card. It didn't work, and we made arrangements to meet at a coffee shop a block away after she went to an ATM. I got coffee and invited the people at the coffee shop to talk on our documentary, which they agreed to do. Then they made me pay for the coffee. It wasn't much, but still, when I turned around, there was the maid, Shorty, who handed me a $20 bill saying she couldn't donate 30 because she only had 20 Made me feel sorry for the young women in the coffee shop who couldn't come up with $4 for my coffee. Thank you, Shorty. Goldstarride.org. Oh, Cassie's being all sentimental today for some... Well, your husband's been out of town now for, what, for five, six days? Feels like three and weeks. Yom, Yom Kippur, that's why. Yom <laughs> Kippur, is that why? Is that right? He's gallivanting uh, in the Romania. countryside of Romania. Where did he go last night? A Romanian bar or something? Yeah, he went to a, some. I think it was like a bar or some type of restaurant or something. They they go to different places each night. Oh, so, they do. Yeah. Okay. Amy Medling, you ever been in Romania? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I have, I've been in Wisconsin, Minnesota, <laughs> Wisconsin. That's about it. That's where I've been. Your it, big life. It's very picturesque there. Oh, and I heard. Enchanting. Yeah. I'll have to show you pictures that he's been posting. Listen to her. Her husband's out of town for one week, Amy, and she says the pictures are enchanting. <laughs> She's pining away for her husband, which I is am. a good thing. Newlyweds. Amy, let me ask you a question. We're talking to Amy Medling about her book, Healing PCOS. A 21-day plan for reclaiming your health and life with polycystic ovary syndrome. Are there a number of, I don't know, conditions or things like this? Are these are these going to get better now that we're more well-educated on supplements, uh, not necessarily drugs, but supplements, mm-hmm. the the proper ways to eat? Um, I noticed that that your 21-day plan is gluten-free, right? Yeah, I really do believe that gluten um, and dairy drive inflammation in mm-hmm. a lot of women with PCOS. So that it is, um, it is gluten free, and and I also do recommend nutritional supplements. I, I think yeah. they can make a huge impact on the way that you feel. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about um, that. I like supplements as opposed to. I just, as a matter of fact, Amy, I just went on a pretty ma- uh, major diet. I lost ninety two point five pounds. And I took supplements. I didn't take any drugs, none of, none of that stuff. It's called the Nutramost program, and it's all supplements, and it's what you're talking about. It's clean eating. It's uh, What you're doing is, is a really effective thing. It really is. Well, you know that better well, than Well, congratulations I. on that, that weight loss. Um, that's amazing. And, and you're right. Supplements, once your body has the nutrients it needs, it really um, can perform, you know, at, at an optimal level, and and that's what what 
this healing PCOS plan is right. about. But your 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 question um, about whether you know um, we're going to get better at treating um, things like PCOS and chronic conditions, you know, I think so. I I, I will say that fifty percent of women with PCOS are undiagnosed. Yeah, um, doctors, you know, are still having problems um, making a diagnosis. And I think that once we start um, becoming more integrative and functional medicine focused, where doctors aren't afraid to recommend supplements and, you know, lifestyle change in addition to pharmaceuticals, I think that it's going to alleviate the suffering for a lot of people with mm-hmm. with lots of different chronic diseases. Do they just diagnose it by symptomology, or do, can, do they do an ultrasound, or how do you figure it out? So right now the, the criteria to diagnose for PCOS, it's called the Rotterdam criteria, and um, it's basically named after a, a workshop that was held um, in Europe in 2003. So the three diagnostic criteria are irregular ovulation or absent ovulation. That's the first. The second would be elevated levels of androgens or those male hormones that I had mentioned mm-hmm. before, like testosterone. And then the third would be polycystic ovaries as diagnosed on an ultrasound. Okay. Now, it's important to understand that 30% of women who have PCOS do not have polycystic ovaries, and 20% of women that do don't have PCOS. So it, it can make it kind of tricky to yeah. get a diagnosis, um, but right now that's the criteria that doctors use. It's so amazing to me that every day you turn on the news, and it doesn't matter if it's CNN or Fox or MSNBC, it doesn't really matter on the national news, they're talking about health care, how we need to make health care more affordable, how we got to do this, how we got to do that. And yet they allow pharmaceutical companies to buy generic brands and shut them down so they don't have a competitor in pricing. I just don't understand. How can we do both? How can we make health care more affordable when you're allowing people to keep cost-effective and very affordable drugs off the market? I don't get that. Well, and, and also, um, it, PCOS is a $4 billion a year oh, health issue. Well, there you go. Um, and and I, I think a, a real issue is that um, there's not a lot of research done on natural supplements because they can't um, be patented, and who's going to pay for that research? Right. Um, and so it just it makes it harder for doctors to really understand, you know, how they work and, and make it, they're not as comfortable recommending them if there's not a ton of research to back it up. Yeah, I, we're going through a situation in Minnesota right now. Catherine, my wife, who was talking to you earlier, um, she, she and I went out to Colorado and did some hiking in the mountains out there. And, of course, um, recreational pot is available in places like Manitou uh-huh. Springs. But Colorado Springs, it's medical marijuana. And, uh, they're right next door to each other. And they're right next door to each other. <laughs> in, the, in the state, it is legal. Uh, recreational pot is legal, but some cities decided they didn't want to do that. Uh, I take to sleep. Um, yeah, and, of course, when I'm in Colorado... 10 milligrams of indica, which is a completely natural thing, some inositol, which is a supplement, I, I don't take sleeping pills. I, I just, you know, I have, I get up, first of all, about 3.30 in the morning, 4 o'clock sometimes, and some nights it's, like, I didn't get to bed last night until about 11.30. So when you go to bed at 11.30 and you wake up at 3.30 in the morning, that's not a whole lot of sleep. But I have noticed, because I used to take sleeping pills, but I didn't really sleep very well on them, natural supplements are much better, too. I mean, I, I think we're, are we uncovering a whole bunch of new territory with, with natural supplements, do you think? Oh, I, I think so. And, you, you know, you were talking about medical marijuana and um, CBD oil, which is a derivative of, um, of right. the hemp plant, um, is really powerful and and i'm hearing more and more women with pcos using it to help with things like anxiety sleep inflammation pain and i think we're just really scratching the surface on um you know how some of these natural 
supplements can really help where you don't have the side effects that you would with pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Well, because I have Crohn's disease and um, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of issues. Like if I have gluten and stuff like that, it causes a lot of inflammation in me. And I'm actually looking into medical marijuana for myself because in the state of Minnesota, it is legal and it is one of the conditions on the list. So, um, but yeah, I mean, with supplements and everything, I find it more, I, I take turmeric for inflammation mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so many, so many things. What kind of foods, though, are considered an anti-inflammatory food? Uh, well, he's certainly um, curcumin, or um, which is the active ingredient in turmeric. Um, ginger is really anti-inflammatory. Um, fish oils are, you know, healthy fats. Um, can be very inf- uh, anti-inflammatory, but I really advocate women with PCOS eat lots of plant food, um, you know, lots of greens and fresh vegetables uh, to try to get those in at every meal. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a huge proponent of a vegan or vegetarian right. lifestyle. Right. Um, I do think that that women need some clean animal protein to, to be able to get their cycles, um, you know, when they have PCOS and to feel grounded and stable mood wise too. Um, but with that said, the, the majority of your diet should be made up by healthy vegetables and low glycemic fruits and to really view your produce section as your pharmacy. See, Amy, that's exactly what I was talking about with this weight loss program. That What you just talked about, what you just described, is exactly what I did to lose all that weight. Because your brain kind of goes, ah, you know, I don't need all this other stuff. It's just, uh, it wasn't very, and I hate to say this, but it's true, it wasn't that hard to do when you are uh, not all drugged up. You're on natural supplements, uh, as you said. You talk about... Uh, eating certain fruits, eating healthy vegetables that don't, you know, I, I eat carrots. A lot of people say, oh, I shouldn't eat carrots, too much sugar in them. But I, I just, if you eat a little packet of those little baby carrots, I got no problem with that. But that's exactly what I've been trying to do is, you know, eating healthy, eating he- completely healthy that, uh, you know, like low fat meats, but not processed meat. That's a whole different. Is that a problem as well with PCOS processed foods? Is that, is that a problem? Yeah, because it, yeah. it's um, highly inflammatory. Yep. Um, so, and and I was I was gonna just ask you, like, when you were eating, when you are eating really healthy and getting the nutrients your body needs, do you find that your cravings are reduced? Yes, there's no question about that. I do not get hungry. Yeah. It's really weird. That's because your body's you get getting hungry what it when needs. it's appropriate, right? Right. Yeah, that's it. I just eat. I eat when I want to. Well, like last night, as I said, Amy, I, I went to bed last night at 1130 and got up at 330. So I only got four hours of sleep. But it's kind of weird because the four hours of sleep I got was all solid. I didn't wake up during that four hours. And therefore, I feel rested anyway. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, foods, what you're eating and what you're putting in your body, like instead of drugs, doing natural supplements, it, it has a huge difference. Uh, it makes a huge difference, I should say. I, I just, I agree with everything you've said. I really do. Um, why did we, when did we discover, because I know here in Minnesota, believe me, there are a lot of celiacs because there are a lot of Scandinavians that live in Minnesota. But now it seems like a lot of people uh, just cannot handle gluten. When did we discover that? Well, I think there's a lot of theories about that. Oh, I think, okay. Um, at because there's uh, this thought that our wheat has been so hybridized um, and affected by um, the the chemical roundup. Oh, yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. That that perhaps that's, um, you know, what's causing the the inflammation and irritation because a lot of people will go over to Europe and they're able to eat bread and pasta and, you know, not have any symptoms of gluten sensitivity. So uh, there's this thought that it's just the way that our wheat has been processed, um, you know, over the last, like, 50 years or it has changed. 
You know what's amazing about that, Amy, when you think of it that way? And I, th- I believe you're right that the way we process wheat is totally different. As I mentioned, tons of Scandinavians in Minnesota, including the Scandinavians who helped to start Cargill, which is the company <laughs> that puts all that garbage on the wheat in the first place. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> you know, when you look at it, it's like the very people who don't need this are are doing it. it it's, it's amazing to me. Uh Amy, you're a terrific guest. Um, by the way, you live in you live in New Hampshire, right? I do. Yes. I, I see New Hampshire. Is it as great a state as it seems? It seems like it's very kind of just laid back, and everybody just leaves you alone. Is that true? Oh, uh, <laughs> live free or die. That's that's our motto. You know, it, it's a great it's a great place to. I know for for real. That's the state motto. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, um, but it, it really is a, a great place to live, and it's, um, you know, we're so close to the ocean and the mountains and the lakes and yep. Boston. Um, it, you're, you're right, it is a great state. There is no question. Vermont, not bad either. Vermont has legalized pot, don't they? Is it Vermont or New Hampshire? One of the two of you do. I know that. I think. Um, well, Massachusetts definitely does. Yeah, Massachusetts does, but I think Vermont does as well. I think That's what I've been told anyway. Amy, wonderful to talk to you. I couldn't agree with you more. Being a guy talking about PCOS, I, I agree. I agree with you completely, <laughs> though. That that you need to get on supplements instead of drugs. You need to eat healthy vegetable. Look, Food is medicine. Not mm-hmm. all vegetables and not all fruits are good for you. That's the other thing. You know, you you have to eat really sound vegetables, fruits, uh, eat some healthy meats, whatever. Uh, I agree with you completely. It's wonderful to have you on and and. Uh, like I said, that look in your eye probably wouldn't mess with you. I'm just telling you. He's, he's weird. Don't listen to him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, see, I agree with everything she said. And yeah, I, I know. A, yeah. a couple of people I know that have that. It's, PCOS. It, it's tough. It's a tough thing. Oh, because I'm sure, yeah. there isn't a, just a pill that you can take, and there's no, and a lot of doctors don't have any information for you. Yeah. It's just like lose weight. It's like, you know, it's super hard to lose weight, I guess, when you have this. Well, and if you can find ways to do something naturally that works, sure. you're better off doing that than sticking chemicals in your body. Yeah. Very true. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.